It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com, and call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON20. Get 20% off your next order. We're going to recap the entire game against the Memphis Grizzlies, and we're going to touch on what's ahead this week for Locked on Thunder and for the Thunder themselves. We're also going to hand out the Game MVP Awards, the mock headline, the bet of the day, the money ball of the game. We're going to talk about how great Mark is. We're going to talk about how great SGA is and so much more, including Alexei Pokashevsky. But we start, as we always do, with our game overview. George Hill was out with a thumb injury. Of course, he's still in that cast. Josh Hall was out, of course, with that knee injury. Darius Bazy was out with that shoulder contusion. SGA was active, of course, from that leg contusion. And then we got two new injuries. Tail Maldon was out with an ankle sprain, and then Lou Dort was out with a toe injury. Al Horford, of course, was out with the rest. It's the second day of a back-to-back. And then Shvi was not with the team. That trade was processed uh, on Saturday afternoon, but Shvi could not get with the team just yet. So he was out for Sunday as well. And then, as you know, Trevor Reza is not with the team. He's not going to report to the team. So he was another guy on the 17-man roster that was out. Therefore, the Thunder had nine active players. The Thunder walked into this game on the second night of a back-to-back with nine active players. So not only did Memphis have the rest advantage with Oklahoma City coming on the second night of a back-to-back, but Memphis was only missing Grayson Allen and Gorgie Dang. That was it. Uh, That's who Memphis was missing. And you look at this game, and here's a Thunder team that's supposed to lose, and here's a Memphis team that's supposed to be a playoff team. The Thunder are very much shorthanded, but yet against Memphis, this supposed to be up-and-coming, fun young team, and oh my gosh, look at John Morant. Look at, look at all these players that Memphis has. I mean, John Morant, you have Justice Winslow back in the fold. Dylan Brooks was there. Of course, they didn't have Jaron Jackson Jr. either in this game. Uh, so that was another one that I missed for the Grayson Allen and, and Gorgie Dang. But still, supposed to be this great team. You know, Svan Schillis is a good guy, uh, you know, a good veteran. And John Morant is the big headline. It, was, it really came down to John Morant and SGA in this game. And SGA was simply better. And we'll talk about that. 
But for right now, I want to focus on Mark Dagnon. Mark, I've already called him the best head coach in Thunder history. I have, was all in on Mark the first couple games in Oklahoma City. What he did on Sunday really is the shining example of why he gets that distinction. We're in the second half of a season. On the second half of back-to-back, whenever you lost to New York, and by the end got blown out, but again, that was kind of misleading. You had nine active players, and amongst those, among those nine, you were missing three starters. Actually, it depends on who you want to configure the starting lineup now because George Hill's been out for so long. But you're missing George Hill, who's a starter. Darius Baisley's a starter. Tim Maldon's starter for you. Lou Dort's a starter. And Al Horford's a starter. So, so you've missed all those guys who are typically starters. Along with Chi, who, who's going to be replacing a bench guy. You know, We don't know what you're going to get from him yet. You miss all of that going into this game. You had every reason to not play hard, to not win this game, to not come out with energy. It's 1 p.m., Everything went against Oklahoma City in this game. But Mark had these guys ready to play. And you have to look at who he played 20-plus minutes because he had to. He had to play these guys 20-plus minutes. Justin Jackson, Moses Brown, Ty Jerome, Alexei Pokashevsky, Isaiah Roby, Kendrick Williams, and Darius Miller. That's who got 20-plus minutes in this game along with SGA. I am a diehard NBA fan, and I'm a crazy person, so I knew all those guys entering this year. But how many of you who only follow the Thunder and only care about the Thunder, you watch the Thunder games, you turn the game off, and you're just on to the next thing you're going to do? You don't care about the, in general, landscape of the NBA very much so, especially considering you know all these different teams' benches, right? You're, you're more of a, a casual NBA fan and a diehard Thunder fan. There's, there's plenty of you like that listening to this podcast right now. Before the Thunder acquired these guys, how many of you knew this time a year ago who Justin Jackson was, who Moses Brown was, who Ty Jerome was, who Isaiah Roby was, who Kenneth Williams was, and who Darius Miller was? How many of you knew those guys? And Isaiah Roby was on the Thunder roster this time a year ago. Like, How many of you knew those players? Mark Dick got thrown out a starting lineup that had SGA, Ty Jerome, Justin Jackson, Alexei Pokashevsky and Moses Brown. That's a project 19-year-old. That's a two-way center who people have looked for every reason to say he's not very good, he's just tall. That's Justin Jackson, a gunner who has never found a home and has never fit in anywhere. Ty Jerome, who is a really good bench piece, but nobody confused with a starter. In fact, he's made his first career start yesterday. And then your golden child, SGA, who who carried this team to a win. And the way that SGA carries teams to wins is, is different than what most people do. It's by being unselfish. It's by instilling confidence in his teammates. It's by setting up his teammates and, and making his teammates feel like they can accomplish this. And, and the fun stuff on Twitter with, with SGA uh, and Ty Jerome having a moment on Twitter, that was fun. Afterwards, you can really see the kind of bond that these, that these teammates have in Oklahoma City, but what Mark is able to do, and it doesn't matter who's on the floor. It doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes from Justin Jackson and Darius Miller, who's never played 20 minutes before for Oklahoma City. It doesn't matter what it is, right? It doesn't matter who's on the floor. 
He'll play the same way, the same style. There's going to be good ball movement. There's going to be generated open shots. There's going to be a great drive and kick action. There's going to be good pick and roll action. There's going to be all that stuff for Mark's teams, no matter who's on the floor. And it's so interchangeable and so sustainable. That's the that's the beautiful part about what we're watching from Mark Dagnon. This is not just luck. This is not just SGA is better than every player on the floor, so that's the sole and only reason why you're winning. SGA is better than most players on the floor most nights. You know, most nights when you walk off, as Mark has said himself, the Thunder have the best player on the floor. It's SGA. They did that on Sunday against Memphis. They're the best player on the floor. But it's not just that, right? It's Mark's offense. It's Mark's time management You know, with, with the timeouts and making sure he sells everybody down. His rotational patterns have been flawless. It's all of that that helped this Thunder team. And all of that is sustainable. And all of that will happen with new players. And the way that he builds relationships and the way that he, he gets that buy-in from these players is just about his personality. And I think he can get that buy-in from 99% of guys. There's some guys who, no matter who's the head coach, will not buy into anything. They're just that far gone. And I don't think that the Thunder will acquire those kind of guys. But there are some guys who will not buy in. But 99% of guys will buy into everything Mark is selling them. And so this team is already so fun to watch. This team already plays such great concepts and such great schemes. And this team already is taught how to play winning basketball. Imagine this team whenever you do get upgrades from Justin Jackson, when you do get upgrades from Moses Brown, when you do get upgrades from Isaiah Roby, Kendrick Williams, Darius Miller. If those guys can serviceably fill roles on this team and for Mark's offense, imagine what legitimate NBA stars or legitimate NBA starters or legitimate NBA all-stars can do within Mark's system. This season has really not taken shape yet for the Thunder, and, and yet again we sit here another week where we're saying, well, you know, it, it can go either way. You could make the play and you could be the top five in the lottery. Who knows? In a season that's not taking shape, you know two things are absolute certainties. Number one, you have your coach of the future, and number two, you have helped develop an all-star and a guy who can be one of those top 15 players in the NBA in a few years in his NBA career in SGA. That's two very big developments you've made this season. So that's two very big steps you've hit in a year in which you have not really defined what you're going to be just yet. But coming up, let's talk more about SGA and let's talk about Poku. Let's talk about all the fun things that happened in this game as well as, of course, the bet of the day and the Moneyball outcome. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guy that could help you sleep, focus, act, and be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of a guided meditation and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the fields of mindfulness and, med and medication and meditation through clinical verified research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better overwhelmed. Headspace is a, has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Needs some help falling asleep. Headspace is a wind-down session for their members that swear by it. And for parents, Headspace even has some morning meditations to do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. Headspace can really help you fall asleep, which I even need help with sometimes. So go to headspace.com right now and check them out. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that helps work for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. 
You deserve to feel happier. Headspace is a meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a one-month free trial with access to Headspace's full library of medications and everyday situations. Headspace.com slash NBA. I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline even has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts, promo code Locked On, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Marsh Madness is here, and that means bracket challenges. Join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks, beat your favorite hosts, and if you win, you will get a guest appearance on Locked On Today, our new daily news podcast. The link to join is in the show notes of this episode. Get your picks in today. Again, our March Madness Bracket ESPN Challenge is going to be so much fun. Try to beat me in it. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to pick Kansas to go all the way because I'm a homer. But either way, join and see if you can beat me on there. March Madness is awesome, and it's back. Cannot wait. Starts on Thursday, so get your brackets in by Thursday. I want to talk about SGA right now. And SGA is simply jaw-dropping. And it's getting hard to describe SGA because what? how can you describe what he's doing right now. Here's another game. His back's against the wall, right? He has none of his normal resources. He's playing with a bunch of guys who many of you, if you're being completely honest with yourselves, did not know last year at this time, right? And yet he's still going out there and beating John Morant, beating the Memphis Grizzlies, beating this team with the with the roster around him and doing so efficiently. 47% from the floor 66% from beyond the arc, 10 for 11 at the line. He has 30 points yet again, five assists, four rebounds. What SGA is able to accomplish night in and night out leaves me with a question of why not? That's that's Russell Westbrook's thing. Why not? Why can't SGA be a guy, right? Why can't he be a John Morant? I mean, we, we all praise John Morant, you know, the NBA media thinks that John Morant can really have Memphis, you know, cook in here in a couple of years and have Memphis being this kind of team, right? This kind of championship, borderline championship team in a few years whenever they all grow up. SGA's 22. Why can't he take this Thunder team there to that to that kind of level? And really the only, the only thing that the Thunder are missing to, to be on par with Memphis is a Jaron Jackson Jr. type player. Well, how many chances do they have to, to develop a Jaron Jackson Jr. type player? I think that Poku can be a, a Jaron Jackson Jr. type player later on. I think that uh, Darius Baisley can still reach that potential. Lou Dort obviously can be that caliber of player. Obviously, we'll not play the same way, but we'll be that caliber of player. See how Maldon can be that, that kind of caliber of player? Not to mention whoever else you're able to draft along the way with your amazing draft picks. So I view the Thunder in the same scenario as Memphis. The Thunder have a better, a better culture. I like Memphis's coach, but I think the Thunder have a better one. They have a better coach. And I like SGA over John Morant. I, I think that what's 
what's been hurting Shea up until this point is that he didn't have the absolute gaudy numbers. He had the gaudy efficiency. Well, now he's doing both. And this is another out of 30, 30 points. And yet he does not sacrifice efficiency to get to 30 points. I think what's hurting SGA is that you can't quantify or you cannot, you cannot just vehemently explain how he does things. It's the change of speed. It's the fluidity. It's the fact that he makes it look effortless. He doesn't have those, those highlight type plays, those massive dunks over, uh, over these NBA players. I mean, even John Morant's missed dunks get highlights. And SGA just beats you with the technicalities, right? With being that kind of technical player that, that relies on actual basketball in the sense of like, I'm going to break down a defense. I'm going to, I'm going to set up my teammates. I'm going to do everything the correct way. And if you do and make every play in the correct manner, then you will compile enough good plays to compile enough good stats to be a good player, right? He's worried about doing everything with a high basketball IQ and not just zooming by down the floor and seeing what happens. He doesn't often find himself in trouble where he's in the air, does not know what to do, where he's kind of driving into the paint and then, oh my gosh, they all collapse on me. Where do I go now? What happened? How'd this get, how this happen so fast? Like he doesn't find himself with a deer in the headlight look, which is naturally going to happen if you try to move too fast and if you try to just use and overpower a team with your athleticism. I think that all that, being what you're not used to seeing a 22-year-old succeed, you're not used to seeing a 22-year-old succeed with those traits and with those qualities yet. And the fact he's already doing that makes his game maybe a little boring to people who aren't watching it because they don't generate the highlights. Like, they don't generate the YouTube clips on House of Highlights very often. And so if you're not paying attention to the Thunder, who've only had one quote-unquote national TV game, which I still struggle to call NBA TV a national TV game, but it technically is, and that's a game SGA didn't even play in, then you'll just look at, okay, well, he didn't take, he didn't jack up shots. He didn't have the House of Highlights clip. He's just kind of a, he's just kind of there, but he's really not just there. He's really a, a legitimately good player. And I've been saying this for months now, going way back to well before All-Star voting, talking about how he is better than John Morant. He is better than Trey Young. He's better than these young guards that get all this hype and praise. And eventually, They'll take notice of it. You know, the NBA media, NBA fans will take notice of it. But for now, it's just been amazing to watch SGA. In his last three games, SGA is averaging 31 points. He's averaging six assists, three rebounds, on 90% from the free throw line, 46% from three, and 51% from the floor. That is the game before the All-Star break against San Antonio, and then the Dallas game, coming out of the All-Star break, and then the Oklahoma City-Memphis game yesterday. He's only played in those three. And he's been phenomenal. He has been absolutely phenomenal. In this game, you saw a lot of those dump-off passes to Moses Brown. And I've been sticking up for Moses Brown, and I've been trying to make sure everyone knows that it's not just because he's so big and tall that he's having some success in the bubble. And in this game, he has 12, uh, 13 points, and he has four rebounds. But the dump-off passes to Moses Brown in this game from SGA on the drives made you just wonder what life could be like if you got SGA a good, young center. I mean, what if John Collins was next to SGA, right? What if what if a good role man was next to SGA in that sense? And not a two-way guy who's now on his second team on the two-way. There is an upgrade for Moses Brown, as much as I like Moses Brown's game and I enjoy watching him. But 
I I can't wait to so pair him with a good center, and, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. SGA with a center who is athletic and can roll to the rim and can be that kind of dump off feed guy for SGA. I mean, he's, he's making that out of Moses Brown whenever he plays together. He is a lot of fun to watch. And I want to talk about this team being fun and talk about where this team is heading and also give you the better the day outcome, the money ball outcome and preview the week ahead for locked on thunder and the thunder in general. But right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. It is March Madness, so Built Bar's getting in on the fun. We're talking about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. For a while now, Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, phenomenal-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now, it is time to find out which bar is the best. Is it Built Bar March Madness? Yes, it is. Today's matchup is is Toffee Almond versus Mint Brownie. And this March Madness bracket is zooming by. It's so much fun taking part in the Built Bar March Madness. Again, you guys know I'm trying to rally the troops here. I'm trying to get all you Locked On Thunder listeners to go push and stuff the ballot boxes for cookies and cream. But for now, we deal with the Toffee Almond and Mint Brownie. My pick right here is the Mint Brownie in this March Madness matchup. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore Bar on Twitter to vote for your favorite of those two. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar, which we all know should be cookies and cream. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on Locked on Thunder. When this podcast is over, check out our good friends over at Locked on NBA Draft. Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, subscribe to Locked on NBA Draft Podcast, Prospect reports, scattering reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness is four days away with four episodes a week from four different credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft wherever you get your podcast from, including the radio.com app. You're going to want to listen to that heading up and leading into March Madness, which again starts on Thursday. And again, join our March Madness bracket challenge. Link is in the description. For this last segment, I want to talk about fun. I want to talk about fun. This Thunder team is fun. It doesn't matter what they do. They're fun. It doesn't matter who they put on the floor. They perform at a fun pace. They don't play this bogged down, 
just excruciating style. They play a very fun brand of basketball. And it turns Moses Brown into a fun player. And Moses Brown has been exciting to watch. And John Hollinger even tweets about Moses Brown, right? And that's a big deal as a front office guy who is taking notice of, of Moses Brown having some fun little tools about him. He's toolsy, right? Now, is he a good player? Is he a sustainable player? Who knows? But for now, he's a toolsy little player. And he fouls out in this game. It's going to happen with young big men. They're going to get in foul trouble. But Moses Brown has that pick and roll ability. And Moses Brown has a really good knack for rebounding, especially offensively. He has a, has a really good offensive rebound game. And he can mix it up down low. And that is a skill set that can keep you on a roster. Now, it might not be in the form of a huge minute rotational guy. right? It might not be in the form of a, a valuable, like, cannot miss this guy at all. But it can be a weapon where if you're struggling to get boards one game and you just need a spark, and, and he can do that for you. He can go get you more possessions because more possessions via the rebound win you games. You're giving more chances to SGA if you get an offensive rebound. You're, you're ending chances for elite teams to score on you if you can get a defensive rebound. That's a big skill set in the NBA is rebounding. And Moses Brown can help do that whenever you face bigger teams that you need that help with. Because on this team, even without Horford healthy, who has the size? Who, who has size on this roster? And that's why it's been a huge change of pace and a huge and a huge dynamic shift for Oklahoma City having Moses Brown back. There's a there is a window open for him to be on this roster, and that's why those storylines matter for the second half. Because everyone cannot be back next year. The roster turnover is so great in the NBA that the longest tenured Thunder player is SGA right now after you trade Diallo. So everyone's not going to be back next year, especially with your influx of draft picks that are coming in in this NBA draft. So watching how Moses Brown and watching how Isaiah Roby and watching how these other players perform in the second half is going to go a long way to determining if they're going to be back next year. And so that's going to be so interesting to watch take place. But Moses Brown is a fun player to watch, and and he gives you the effort, right? He gives you... All of it, all the hustle, all the effort. He tries his best every single every single possession, which is going to carry a lot of favor in Oklahoma City. And the Thunder play fun. And this is going to sound worse than I want it to sound, right? Because of course, this is all about championships. This is all about trying to hoist that Larry O'Brien Trophy. But only one team a year gets to do that. Only one team gets to do that. And most often than not, it will not be a market like Oklahoma City. More often than not, Oklahoma City-type markets do not get to lift that Larry O'Brien trophy. Playing a fun style of basketball goes a long way. It goes a long way. It gets fans to continue to buy in. You fall in love with the storylines. There are so many Isaiah Roby stan accounts right now, and the people running those accounts, I promise you, February of last year, or you know, December of last year, didn't know who Isaiah Roby was. But he's played so well, he's made you fall in love with him. And, and you fall in love with Kenny Hustle. You fall in love with these guys that are playing so hard for your city and, and playing uh, such fun styles of basketball. That goes a long way in small markets. That goes a long way of keeping fan interest even while you're not winning championships. The culture on the floor is too good to ever be the Knicks or the Kings. And that goes 
both for the players and the fans. They play too hard. They play too inspired for there to ever be apathy around the Thunder fan base. They're too well-constructed. They're too well-coached. They are too well-culturally for this specific fan base in Oklahoma City that cares so much and in Oklahoma that cares so much about having a, a professional sports team and being that pro sports city. No matter if they never win a championship or no matter if they go under 500 for the next five, six years, this team will never leave Oklahoma City. Clay Bennett, as long as he owns the team, will never move Oklahoma City out, out of you know, the thunder out of Oklahoma City. This fan base will never stop supporting Oklahoma City. If you think that for a second, a couple under 500 seasons would allow this small market team to move, you're out of your mind. The NBA doesn't make that call. The NBA doesn't force teams to move. It's why Sacramento has not moved yet. It's all about the ownership and about the fans. And one thing's for certain, the fans are not going anywhere. And they will never go anywhere. If you think that a couple under 500 seasons will, will cost this city the team, you have no idea about Oklahoma. And no idea what having a professional sports team in Oklahoma has done for this state. That's never getting away. It's never getting away, especially as long as Clay Bennett owns the team. The bet of the day outcome, I had Oklahoma City plus nine, two for two. We're back-to-back champions on the bet of the day. We're making money now. Oklahoma City plus nine. The Moneyball outcome, I picked SGA, and I was happily wrong as Poku pops five threes. Five of them. He becomes the youngest player in Thunder history to score 20-plus points, and that's kind of misleading because, of course, they don't count Kevin Durant, who did it in Seattle. But still, Poku was phenomenal in this game, and I, I want to give him the MVP award because we've talked so much about Shea already. The MVP is going to go to Pokushevsky. How about that? What a game he had. 7 for 13, 53% from the floor, 62% from beyond the arc, 5 for 8. He was efficient. He was efficient. And he goes to the line four times and goes 4 for 4 again. So now he's 8 for 8 in his NBA career. 10 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block, 23 points, a plus 18. Pokashevsky had the best game of his career, and Pokashevsky is building that confidence that he already had. But now that confidence is being coupled with success. And I want to talk tomorrow about if he should still start whenever base is healthy. We'll get to that conversation tomorrow. But Pokashevsky showed you the flashes. He showed you why he's a first-round pick. He showed you why he's the home run swing. And he does a lot of things well. And he does a lot of different things. He does things that shouldn't be possible for his for his body type. This is going to be a fun ride. And this is why the Thunder fans are in such a unique and, and fun position. Because if Poku comes out against the Bulls and goes 0 for 15, doesn't make a single shot, but takes 15 of them, it doesn't matter. He's 19. He'll grow. He'll learn. But when Poku goes out and has 23 points, the world is falling in a good way because you can just praise Poku for a week. I love it. I love it. Poku is a really, really fun player to watch whenever he's on or whenever he's off even. And the fun part is you don't have to deep dive and use your brain, right? You don't have to use your brain about Pokushevsky yet. It's too early for all that. The decision-making for Pokushevsky will not happen for another three or four years. For now, the only thing you have to do is admire how good he is in good games. Then for bad games, say, well, he's still learning. It doesn't really matter. 
That's such a winning position for Thunder fans right now. Deservedly so. Poku was fun to watch against the Memphis Grizzlies. I cannot wait to watch them again on Tuesday. The upcoming schedule for Lockdown Thunder Tuesday. We're going to talk about that Poku versus Baisley conversation. We're going to talk about the power ranking segment with, where we wrangle up all the power rankings from NBA uh, national outlets. We're going to round up trade rumors and talk about those as we get closer to the deadline. Stock watch and preview the game against the Bulls. On Wednesday, we'll recap the game against the Bulls. On Thursday, we're going to be joined by a special guest on Friday. We're going to recap the Hawks game. So a lot to dive into this week on Locked on Thunder. Of course, the game schedule for the Thunder. They play Tuesday at the Bulls, Thursday at the Hawks, and Sunday at the Rockets. So check that out as well. Subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.